Resilient Solutions, Season 3, Episode 5, How to Build Strong Kids, Part 2. I have a confession to make. I am a recovering youth pastor. That's right. Many, many years ago, when I was in college and even in seminary and after seminary, I worked as a lay volunteer and a professional staff member working with young people. And that has never gotten out of my bloodstream. For years in my private practice, 45 to 50% of the clients I work with are young people. So not only am I a parent, a concerned caring adult, and a grandpa, but I have a passion to help our young people. And I know so many of you have that same passion. Be you a worker in the youth ministry or a school teacher, a volunteer, a coach that work with kids, to being a parent, grandparent, or other people involved in children's lives. Today is part two of a three-part series, How to Build Stronger Kids. The last session, we talked about the first four traits of resilient kids and things that parents can do to make their kids more resilient. And today, we'll talk about the final four things you can do to have more resilient kids. And then in the final session, after this session, we'll talk about some practical things that you can do as a parent, as a caring adult, to enhance your kids' resilience. I am so glad you joined us today. Let's jump right in. Glad you're with me. Well, hello, this is John Thurman. Thanks so much for joining me today. I'm really concerned about what's going on in America right now, particularly with our young people. As I've mentioned before, we see in record numbers of young people feeling suicidal, being really acutely distressed and getting treatment and being on medications for anxiety and depression. There are a whole host of things that go into that. I'm not here to rail on that. I'm here to talk about practical, faith-friendly things that you and I can do to help our kids, grandkids, and our kids in our communities and our churches become stronger and more resilient. I also today want to really encourage parents. If you're a parent of a pre-adolescent or adolescent, don't worry, it'll come to an end. Years ago, I had a young couple come in and going, our kids are making us crazy. They had twins, a boy and a girl. When they hit about 13, their hormones kicked in, and they were kind of crazy. And I told the parents, the good news is you all have a mental health disorder. <laughs> the parents looked at themselves like, what? I said, yes, you have a set of twins that are fully embraced in the hormonal craziness of being a teenager. And uh, the mental disorder you have is adolescence. It, it begins with your kids hit puberty, and it'll end when they're about 30. And they went, oh, thanks a lot, John. I really feel good about that. But, you know, these parents were committed Christians who really wanted to bring their kids up well. And I think the first thing I had to realize is that their kids weren't being disobedient or weird or wacky. They were just being kids impacted by hormones, or as my wife calls them, horror moans. Well, hey, so glad you joined me today. Let me jump right in. Last week, or last session, it's been a couple of weeks, I mentioned the four first things that we can do to teach our kids to become more resilient. And that's first of all, and this is a good gut check for parents, just to make sure you're not in the same boat being guilty as charged, so to speak. The first thing, are we teaching our kids to be treasure hunters or trash collectors? Are we teaching them and modeling them ways to build themselves and others up? Are we modeling ways to tear themselves and others down? Really, it comes down, are you modeling being a treasure hunter or a trash collector? Do your kids hear you say good things about other people or do you trash people? I'm just saying people kind of learn what they observe. Number two, we want to teach our kids to be optimists and to realize they are creating God's image and can make a difference in this world. So many teenagers feel powerless, but for our children, particularly those that grow up in the realm of faith, 
one of the things that they've learned since little kids is that God's a creator. He's a sustainer. And if they're a believer, he's in them. And so they have the power of God resident within them. Now, they're going to manifest it kind of differently, but we need to remind them to be optimistic and look for the good and to trust the Lord to show them the way, because he will. Number three, teach them the importance of achievement and how to help others move along. People kind of blow me off on this, but if we don't teach our kids to achieve and to put their best forward, they won't do well in school, they won't do well in sports, and they surely won't do well in life. Achievement's a great thing. Matter of fact, some of my more friends who are a little bit more politically correct talk about how we, sh- we should not have competition. And I, I'm going, well, if we don't have competition, we don't have refrigerators. We don't have iPhones. If we don't have competition achievement, nothing happens. We all become people like in the movie Idiocracy. And so we want to teach our kids to uh, achieve and to do well and not only do well for success sake, but do well to help others. You know, I can't help someone if I'm broke, but if I'm able to produce extra income or to create things, I can share those with others to make their life better. And number four, remind your kids that failure is not permanent. Teach them that failure is never final. Matter of fact, one of the things we know about failure is that uh, we don't need to focus on it. What we want to do is instill in our children that failure is not a lack of achievement, But this is a harsh point here, and this is the truth, and you need to share this with your kids. Failure is determined by a lack of effort or refusal to try. I want you to hear that again. Failure is determined by a lack of effort or refusal to try. I'm an author. I've written two books. I try to blog pretty regularly, do a podcast, and I'm now working on my third book. And you know one of the biggest struggles I've had on a personal level is just doing the work. I had some bad experiences with writing back when I was in high school, and I constantly have to push that back. And I'm doing great, but you know, if you've ever been an author and ever been published, you know it's an arduous process. And if you're a writer and you're still wanting to be a writer, quit thinking about it and talk about it. Just get off your tail and start writing. So let me move in really quick to the three other things that we need to look at in order to help our children become more resilient. We have to help our children understand that life will be less complex and their legacies and their impact on others will be more enduring if they maintain their integrity. Folks, did you hear that? Our kids must live a life of integrity and it'll be mighty hard for them to live a life of integrity if they see you being shady or wonky. So that's a gut check for you. What is integrity? It's what you do when no one else is watching. And a big part of this is teaching them to regulate their emotions. And parents and caring adults, if you have anger issues or uh, you lash out, you tend to blow up, or you're really sad and mouthy, they're going to do what they see you do. So if you want your kids not to do that, then word to the wise, don't do it or quit doing it. If you need some help, get some help. Number six, and this is, I'm, I'm going to drive hard on this because it's so true. I am so sick and tired of people blaming everybody else for their issues. I swanee. Some days I listen to people, and it's like, who can we pin the emotional tail on the donkey on? Well, it was my parents. It was my boss. It was my this. It was, it was my that. I don't want to sound harsh here, but folks, if you've got something triggering you or something hanging you up, it is on you and nobody else. You can't blame your mama and your papa. You can't blame anybody else because the bottom line, if you fail to live the life that you're meant to live, it is on you. Now, a lot of therapists make a lot of money on helping people blame everybody else. But I can tell you, bottom line, until you lean into your portion of it, nothing's going to happen. So number six, we have to teach our kids to take full responsibility for their actions. 
Quick story, I had a friend whose son got involved with the fracas with some other friends of his that play basketball. And as a result, the kid got two days of suspension from school. The dad and the mom are really smart. Rather than blaming the other people and and trying to find a way to get their kid uh, cut some slack, they told their son, sorry, you made some poor choices, and we'd rather you learn this lesson now than go to prison. Pretty rough, but really true. They made this kid go to his coach and tell the coach he could not play in a tournament because of his own lack of self-management. I tell you, I heard this story, and I really felt great for this dad and this boy because that is a life lesson you cannot buy. Incidentally, he's playing ball and doing great, according to his dad. So teach your kids to own it. Jack Allen, a good friend of mine, you've heard me say this before in the podcast, he said he's this great guy from Austin, Texas. He goes, you know, if you make a mess, you need to own the mess, confess the mess, and then clean that mess up. We have to teach that. You don't want to go defending your kid for stuff they've done. You let them eat the consequences of that humble pie. Number seven, number seven, never underestimate the power of connection. Connectivity and social support are the lifeblood of a relationship. It's great for our kids. One of the powers of connectivity, particularly if you're involved in a local church, is they know you, but they know people in the ministries they work with. They know pastors. They know ministry leaders. But more importantly, they know other men and women in that church body who are pretty much going to back you up, but who are safe people they can go through. Also, I believe it's just imperative for kids to be involved in a good church program. And if your kid's so inclined to have them involved in some type of healthy athletic response. Research tells us that ADHD diagnoses go up to the degree that boys are inactive. So rigorous, fun play is great. And then I'm kind of biased towards church. Being Having that connection with other kids and caring adults is great because when they're going through hard times, they need people they can count on. Hopefully, loving, caring, supportive adults who will love them, respect them, but also call them out when they need to be called out. In the past 10 years, we have seen an alarming drop in connectivity, partially due to cell phones and social media, but also due to the crazy restrictions we had during that season of COVID. So it's up to you to help your kids get out the front door. Go look at the playgrounds. They're empty. And you know, I try to go on walks every day. And one of the things we see that unless kids are involved in team sports or with their parents, there's nobody on the playground. Where are they? They're either home, their laptops or computers or on their phones. It's so important that we get out and get sunshine and mix it up. That is a huge, huge deal when it comes to building personal resilience and be able to stay strong. Matter of fact, many times, knowing that you've got someone to watch your back is one of the best things you can have in life. This is so important, folks. I can't tell you. So if your kid's a loner, they're locked up in the bedroom, get them out every now and then. Expose them to sunlight and people that have eyeballs and breathe. My friend, Dr. Charles Lauer, used to say that we need eyeballs and eyeballs and skin-on-skin relationships so we can have healthy human relationships and be more healthy ourselves. Well, even though that was fast and furious, I hope you'll go back or either look at the show notes to see what you can do to enhance your own personal resilience, but more importantly, to pass that resilience on to children in your family, your church, and other people you come in contact with. You have no idea how important it is for us to give a good word of encouragement to everybody, but particularly including young people. Just to review once again, number five. They need to embrace personal integrity. They really, really do. Number six, we must teach our kids to take full responsibility for our actions. 
Don't cut them any slack. Don't try to bail them out. Let them experience the consequences of their choices because that's where they can be teachable and malleable and grow. But if you're always bailing them out, you may be bailing them out of jail 10 years from now. Just saying, folks. Love you. Want you to have great outcomes with your children, but you got to put the work in. And then point seven, never, ever, ever underestimate the power of social connection. Hopefully your kids and you are connected in good circles. That is circles that are uplifting, building, and challenging, not circles that are downward spiraling, negative with a lot of bad habits and behaviors, but good people. And for me, I think a great place to start is a church of your choice. Hey, I'm John Thurman. You've been listening to my shortcast, John Thurman's Resilient Solution Shortcast, a podcast designed to help you become more resilient in your personal life, your relationships, your business endeavors, and in your faith. And this has been sponsored by my counseling ministry, johnthurman.info. If you'd like to get in touch with me, just check out the show notes. You'll see my email and phone numbers or in text you can text me on. Once again, thanks again for listening. You've been listening to John Thurman's Resilient Solutions Shortcast, where I help you become more resilient in your personal life, your relationships, your business endeavors, and in your faith. Reminding you that this is the day the Lord has made, and I'll make a choice to rejoice and be glad in it. God bless. See you next time.